going on, everyone? Welcome back to the End Credits Podcast. Thank you so much for being here, clicking on this episode. It is our official Oscar predictions show for the 2023 Academy Awards. We're going to break it all down for you here. Most categories. I'm joined once again by the man himself, Phoenix Cloud and Phoenix. Thanks for joining me week after week here. Hell yeah. <laughs> Love being here, man, especially to talk Oscars. You know, you know how I feel about it. Let's do it. I'm so excited. Absolutely. Well, we love the Oscars. I think this is probably our favorite part of movies just in general. We love the races. We love the predictions. We love the awards themselves, pretty much everything about it. We completely, completely adore. And I just want to start off by saying like every single race and every single year is fun for me. I did not have as much fun this year as I did last year. I'm just going to outright say it. Like really? we 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 can maybe say that it's more competitive. I know that a lot of people think that this year is more competitive. It's a deeper lineup of films. I'm not really here to argue any of that. I'm just here to say I had a lot more fun last year. I did. Like it's still fun talking about this stuff. There's still a lot of intrigue, but with the nominations with who's in, who's out, who could win, who could not. I just had a lot more fun last year. And I'm not going to point to one specific thing. It's not because of the everything everywhere dominance. You know, last year we had assumed there was going to be power of the dog dominance paired with Dune dominance. Um, I I don't know. I'm not going to compare it to one specific thing. But this entire batch of nominees, not just in Best Picture, but just kind of throughout doesn't doesn't emotionally stir me like last year did. I think 2021 hot take was a much better year for film than 2022. Phoenix, do you have any any commentary on that? Am I, I would argue that it was probably a stronger year for films, but I feel like the Oscar race was weaker, significantly weaker, only because um like we had we had giants in 2021 the worst person in the world uh you know uh spencer to tom spencer uh uh tick tick boom like, like there were a ton of like really really great films and none of them was in the best picture race so to me that was just that was a, a much weaker year i mean to the fact where coda who <laughs> won best picture well be, with, with whoa, three nominations whoa. i mean no 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 offense to coda love coda thought it was great uh personally with that lineup it had my vote to win uh and i think the only reason that it did is because that lineup was so incredibly weak uh there were so many better films that just wasn't in the conversation so while i think overall 2021 was a little bit of a stronger year uh, in terms of the movies, um, I think this Oscar lineup is is stronger, even though it's missing, you know, could have a little bit more RR, could have a little bit more Woman King, definitely could have a little bit more Babylon. But other than that, I think it's, it's still pretty solid. It's a much better Oscar race this year than, than last year was. Well, fair enough. I guess we'll just reserve our... Uh... 
let's just agree to disagree there. But <laughs> this is still fun. I'm going to have a blast talking about this. I love analyzing this stuff. But I just thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed last year's race. And then this year, it's just kind of been, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. It's not not super exciting like it has been in the past. But we're going to go through a bunch of categories here and give you our official predictions and kind of analyze that category. We're going to start with animated feature, where your nominees are Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Marcel Deschel with shoes on, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, The Sea Beast, and Turning Red. Uh, Phoenix, before you make your prediction, general kind of commentary on this batch of nominees. What do you think? Um, This race is over. <laughs> oh, it sucks. Um, I I truly the 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 winner here is not is probably my third favorite, maybe fourth favorite um animated film this year. Um, but it's it's got one of the biggest directors attached to it. It is impressive in terms of its animation. I just think the story was weak. I, I just overall didn't care for this film as much as other people seem to have been been taken by. But um, me personally, my vote would go to Puss in Boots: The Last Wish. I would love to predict that to for a surprise upset, but I'm not going to. Um, I'm gonna stick with the likely winner, which is Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. I'm riding that with you. GDT's Pinocchio, I think, has this locked up. I wouldn't necessarily call it a lock lock per se, but like I think it's pointing pretty pretty closely to this being the winner. Yeah. I'm riding that wave with you too. That I think Puss in Boots one of the best movies of the year. He gave it four and a half stars. It's number eight for me nice. in 2022. Like I love that movie. I think it is. Honestly, like breaking barriers for what animated sequels can be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would ride that with you as well. But we are both predicting GET's Pinocchio there. Um, we are going to take a hard turn and go straight into the supporting categories where we are going to start with actress in Ooh. a supporting role. Really? <laughs> The toughest category there is. (laughs) Actress in the supporting role, where I know Phoenix and I have uh, argued with other people quite a bit. We haven't (laughs) argued with each other because we agree, but we've argued with other people quite a bit. Your nominees for actress in a supporting role, Angela Bassett for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Hong Chow for The Whale, Carrie Condon for The Banshees of Inna Sharon, Jamie Lee Curtis and Stephanie Sue for everything, everywhere, all at once, respectively. Phoenix, why do we get into it with people on this? Well, you know, uh, the 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 Oscar race is a long is a long marathon, and momentum shifts um, happen. Um. There's been some pushback to the fact that Angela Bassett was winning a lot all the awards up until BAFTA. And a lot of people really put too much stock into BAFTA. And they're like, you know, what BAFTA says goes, and that's gonna change the race. 
I am I am not in that camp. Um, and then, you know, then SAGs happened and SAGs went with Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, you know, and and then even more people said, well, it's definitely not going to be Angela because SAGs went differently. And I'm like, yeah, no, <laughs> like to me, both BAFTA and SAG felt like a great way to honor other performances throughout this year. And that's really cool that they did that. Um, yeah, and Stephanie too won last night at the she, Spirit at Awards. The Spirit Awards, yep. fantastic. Um, this is going to Angela Bassett. Uh, there's no reason that it shouldn't go to Angela Bassett. Um, with giving it to Stephanie Shu or Carrie Condon, while it would be great, you know, saying great performances, absolutely. Um, if you give it to Angela Bassett, you you've you've literally created history. Like, and I just don't see how you turn that down to to give it to a good performance that, yeah, sure, might be nice and might be remembered for a few years where you could make history and honor a performer whom you should have given an award to almost 30 years ago. So I just don't see how anyone goes against Angela Bassett in this category. For me, uh, she has my vote. I, I loved Carrie Condon. I loved Stephanie Shu and their performances. But for me, it's hands down going to Angela Bassett, and it should. Speaking of honoring a legacy actress, that's what they did with Jamie Lee Curtis even being nominated. Mm-hmm. So, so this talk of her winning needs to stop. Yeah. If she wins the Oscar, I will come on this podcast. I don't care what episode we're doing. And I will say that I was wrong. And I will own that. But if Jamie Lee Curtis does win, number one, it'll be a, a big time step back for the Academy. Mm-hmm. Big time. Because Jamie Lee Curtis is not even the best supporting actress in this movie no. that gets nominated. And if she wins it will just be an all-time travesty for, like, I don't even understand the logic behind why this happened. You look at some of the biggest upsets in Oscar history, maybe some of the ones that we're very surprised by, we can always at least see justification behind it. I disagree with that pick. It was a huge upset, but I can see where people thought they wanted to vote for this. I don't see it with this. I don't. I think this would be a monumental step back, and that has nothing to do with um, anyone. It just has to do with she's by far the weakest performance here, and she should not have even been nominated. So that's what I'll say. I think Angela Bassett's going to win this award. That is my prediction. However, I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised if Carrie Condon steals and play spoiler um hong chow is happy to be here i I think that um she's a wonderful actress she did not necessarily deserve to be part of this nominee lineup um i can see the the thought process of the academy saying hey the banshees have been a share and is tremendous especially you look at those four nominees in acting Mm -hmm. and let's be honest those three males are not going to win (laughs) 
So I could see them saying, are we really going to nominate Banshees for four Oscar performances and not give it anything? I could see maybe that's a path. I'm still going to predict Angela Bassett. She's been the strong contender ever since Wakanda Forever came out. But I would not be shocked to see Condon spoil. I listen. I, I I really liked Carrie Condon's performance in Banshees, and right after I saw it, she was my front runner. But I think, hands down, this should go to Angela Bassett. Like it, it just no, I agree. yeah, yeah, it absolutely should go to Angela Bassett. All right, actor in a supporting role, Kiki Kwan. All right, next. <laughs> this one has been locked for a while. It feels like for most, most of the time, one of the supporting actor or actress categories is locked. Last year, it was Ariana DeBose for West Side Story. Yeah, twenty twenty, it was Daniel Kaluuya for uh, for uh, oh Judas gosh, and Judas and the Black Messiah. Yep, the year before it was Brad Pitt for yeah. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It feels like going into every race, you can look at one of the supporting categories and say, "Lock it up, it's locked. over." Yeah. <laughs> um, and this is the case yet again. So your nominees are Brendan Gleason for the Banshees of Inna Sharon, Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway, Paul Dano for the Fables. Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Oh, Excuse me. Uh, oh <laughs> no, it should have been Paul Dano, but instead <laughs> it's it's six minutes of screen time, Judd Hirsch for the Fable. <laughs> for those that don't know, I'm very upset about that. If you couldn't tell. Yeah. <laughs> um Barry Keoghan for the Banshees of Inna Sharon. And Kihi Kwan for everything everywhere. All at once, like you mentioned, this one's locked. Yeah. Put it in the vault. It's mm-hmm. over. Um, for That's those right. who <laughs> for those who are unaware, Phoenix and I did a Oscar nominations reactions where we broke down everything. So in a category like this, where maybe we're not going to spend too much time on it, and you want to hear us talk about Brian Tyree Henry, you want to hear us talk about Judd Hirsch versus Paul Dano. Go back and check out our Oscar reactions um, where we go ahead and discuss all the nominees. Whereas here we're picking the winners and dabbling a little bit into the nominees as well. But this one doesn't really deserve to be nah. spent a ton of time on. This is this is over. <laughs> Congratulations to Kiki Kwan on his Oscar. <laughs> international feature. International feature is where we move to now where Again, we we feel like this one's pretty much locked up. Yeah, yeah. Not as strong of a not as strong of a dense lock as Kihi Kwan, but I think this one's pretty pretty darn close to. Yeah, we've got uh, all quiet on the Western Front from Germany, Argentina, nineteen eighty five from Argentina, mm-hmm. close from Belgium, EO from Poland, and the Quiet Girl from Ireland. And the reason that this one's pretty much locked up is the fact that. One of these nominees also is reflected in Best Picture, which if you're going to say, hey, you're good enough to get into Best Picture, you should stand above all the rest in your international category. Yeah. That would be, of course, All Quiet on the Western Front. Yes. Um, as much as I would love a surprise, like a Quiet Girl stunner or a uh, uh, Argentina 1985 stunner, it ain't happening. This is over. <laughs> All Quiet's taking this, and there's a good chance they might take another award as well. The Quiet Girl was fantastic. Um, 
I thought it was really great. I watched that just a few days ago. That's the definition of how to pay off a slow burn. You look at some movies that are just a slow burn and are just like, wow, this better pay off. And it wasn't. <laughs> the Quiet Girl was great. Um, Argentina 1985, I thought was really solid. I don't know if it was, you know, an Oscar winning type of movie, but it was really solid. I'm glad to see that here. And I know that you had really good things to say about Close, right? Oh, I loved it. Yeah, it was really good. So I think the other big piece of this too, even if you were to say, oh, well, it got into best picture, but maybe there could be a surprise. All Quiet's represented in like eight or nine categories. So clearly the nomination pool in the Academy felt very strongly about All Quiet, especially from the below the line categories, which we'll be talking about quite a bit here. Let's move up to makeup and hairstyling. This is a toughie. Your nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front, <laughs> Batman, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Elvis, first time we're saying that today, and The Whale. Mm. You think this is a toughie, Phoenix? Why why do you say toughie. that? Um uh typically when it comes to makeup and hairstyling, if you have a uh, a very makeup uh, heavy role, usually makeup and hairstyling and an acting category go together. And so it's a toughie because I'm like, I'm looking at this uh, lineup and two movies that are in makeup and hairstyling also have two actors in the best actor race. Um, so it's a toughie because I'm like, those two usually go together, but there there are times where they don't match. Where you know the but when they don't match, it's the makeup and hairstyling that gets the win, and the actor that doesn't. So it's never the other way around. It's never that the actor wins, and well, I guess you, you know what I mean. <laughs> but like like let's say Austin Butler won best lead actor, but the whale won best makeup and hairstyling you know what i'm saying that 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 mm -hmm. rarely happens happened but, last year with chastain yeah, Isaac, exactly. tammy faye won both yep yeah exactly so like it's typically like if you're cool if you're in this thing either they both match or the makeup and hairstyling typically typically wins out so um i this is a toughie but i am going to say ah ha 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 I am going to say I'm going to say that they don't match this year. I'm going Whoa. to say that they don't match. And Whoa. because they don't match, I am going with uh oh, crap. I am going with Elvis to win makeup and hairstyling. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I think that the whale is going to win. I think mm. that they're going to take a look at the absolute prosthetics and fat suits and insane amount of time in the chair that they were able to transform um, Brendan Fraser into that character that he ends up playing in the whale. I think that that is so resemblant of Jessica Chastain in the eyes of Tammy Faye, she was not fat, but like I think you get the point where it was like a complete, right. complete transformation. Now, Elvis 
the the makeup and hairstyling is tremendous. Like Austin Butler embodies Elvis Presley. And what do we know about a majority of Oscar voters? They are Phoenix. What do we know about the majority of Oscar voters? They're old. They're old. <laughs> and, and they are men. Oh, and, and they and, are white. Yeah. <laughs> they are old white men. And mm-hmm. Generally, I feel like that could swing in favor of a lot of them loving Elvis in general. So Ooh. that is where I can see potentially an Elvis win here. I agree with you. I think Elvis could definitely do this. Mm-hmm. I would not be shocked. And if it does, the makeup and hairstyling in Elvis is great. It's mm-hmm. great. It's more impressive in the whale, but it's great. And if it does go into um, Elvis, it will mean two things. It will mean that the Academy had a, a more appreciation, not just for how they did Austin Butler, but how they did Tom Hanks as well. You look at the whale, the only makeup and hairstyling that was, you know, required a volume of work was for Brendan Fraser. Sure. They do it on Sadie Sink. They do it on Hong Chow, but that's not a ton of time mm-hmm. in the chair. Um, with Elvis, it was required for both Austin Butler and Tom Hanks. So they'll show an appreciation for that. And then I think it'll be a big reflection on just the Academy's love for someone that a lot of them grew up admiring. Right. So I think that that's another thing. I think bias is going to absolutely play a factor in some categories. And um, maybe you listening sits here and you're thinking, Nathan, bias doesn't play a factor into what people <laughs> for. I, I think you need to rethink that because yeah. bias certainly plays a factor. So I'm going to predict the whale. I'm going to predict that that's what they're going to do. Um, Elvis would not shock me, though. And that is the first time, Phoenix, that we have disagreed, which is good. Let's swing over to costume design, where Mm. we have Babylon, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Elvis, Everything Everywhere, All at Once, and Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. Phoenix, no. I know you feel very strongly about Babylon, but you're not going to predict it here, are you? I am not going to predict Babylon here. Um, but as much as I would love, and I mean love, love, love to see Ruthie Carter win another Academy Award, for especially for this series, uh, and I kind of hope it happens, if I'm being honest, uh, <laughs> I think that bias is going to come in again, and I'm going to predict that Catherine Martin will win for Elvis in this category as well. This is a tough one. I'm between, Mm. I'm between Wakanda forever and Elvis. Um, I think this is where Elvis gets, gets a win. I do. I'm going to predict Elvis as well here. Um, Last year, this category felt pretty easy with Cruella. I think think Cyrano is in this category as well. Right. Um, this one feels a little more challenging. We're going against Ruth Carter, who won costume design for the first Black Panther movie. Um, and I would argue still, her costumes are even better in this one, which is crazy. Still impressive, for yeah. sure. I wonder if there is going to be a bias around the fact that it is a sequel. Right. The costumes may be more impressive, but a lot of them are doubles, mm-hmm. or a lot of them are at least duplicate ideas, designs. You look at the, especially a lot of the Wakandans, um, a lot of them wear the same types of 
costumes. So just something to think about there. I'm going to predict Elvis as well. Mm-hmm. We're going to move on to sound. We're doing a lot of the um, below the line categories right now, but still remarkably important. Let's go to All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar The Way of Water, The Batman, Elvis, Top Gun Maverick. Ooh. Phoenix. This is a, this is a big time category. category of sound, <laughs> where Dune was your winner last year. Yeah. And Phoenix, where are you leaning with the sound category? You know, I thought I was solidly in one way. And now I'm I'm like thinking about those nominees and I'm like, ooh, like the the weakest one here is honestly Elvis. That would be the only one where I'd be like, if that one, that's that's their bias is out of control, if that's the case. So I, I that one I could eliminate, but all quiet, Avatar, the Batman, and Top Gun, sweet Christmas. Um that is that is an overabundance of uh of talent there. Um I see I see them giving All Quiet another award uh outside of international feature. But I don't think it's this one. And as much as I really loved Avatar 2, and you could make an argument that the way that they were able to create those sounds in that movie is outrageous, like genuinely outrageous. I mean, it's so very realistic. It's it's crazy, but I'm not going to predict that one either. Um, the Batman should win this. It really should. Like the, the sound design of that movie. I mean, it was one of the first things I came away thinking about was the sound design. I just don't think it has a realistic shot. Be, particularly because it's up against three best picture contenders so four actually yeah so it's the odd man out so i am going to go with top gun here uh i think they want us want to give top gun multiple awards and i think this is a, a one of the first places that they can honor it plus sound design of was crazy <laughs> like, so yeah i mean you said you said a lot of what i was thinking as well i'm gonna predict top gun maverick I think you look at the sound and how they were physically able to um, make that as lived in as possible, especially when you think of the subject matter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Top Gun is winning best sound in my mind as well. Similar, but different. Let's move over to score In no. original score. We have all quiet on the Western front, Babylon, the Banshees of Inisherin. Everything, everywhere, all at once. And the Fablemans, first time we're saying the Fablemans today for a below-the-line category. So what are we thinking here for original score? I think this one is fairly obvious as well. I would have said that a month ago. Now I'm not so sure. Um, Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, This fucking... Sorry, excuse me. This better go to Babylon. (laughs) This this better go to Babylon. I don't care that All Quiet is a Best Picture contender. I genuinely don't care. And I know the score is good. I still do not care. Babylon is the best score of the year, hands down. No questions asked. Voodoo Mama alone beats everything here. This, this better go to Babylon. 
Like this is this is the hill I will die on. This is the hill I will fight for. This better go to Babylon. I, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. This better go to Babylon. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's another category where there is one black sheep in regards to the rest are best picture nominees. And I think that black sheep is going to be the winner. I, I agree with you. I think Babylon's going to win. The Academy still has a great respect for Justin Hurwitz um, and what he was able to do with Whiplash and La La Land. So I think that is where this is going to go. Um, if you could see anyone stealing, who would it be? It would be all quiet on the Western front, but okay. I'm hoping against hope that is that is not visual effects all quiet on the western front avatar the way of water the batman black panther wakanda forever top gun maverick i am throwing officially officially my third lockdown i did it on supporting actor for kihi kwan i did it on international feature for all quiet this is my third lock of the day. This is going to be Avatar The Way of Water as a very firm lock for visual effects. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I think the others are great, and I think they have a real subtlety to them, that which is amazing. But when the entire film is visual effects, and then it's incredible, like, on top of that, you can't you can't deny that. Yeah, it's it's Avatar. Give it to Avatar. <laughs> Let's move to cinematography, the worst category of the year. <laughs> uh, cinematography. No yeah. Cinematography is obviously a very, very important category. Yes. Um but Every year there's category where you're like, what in the name of God happened? Like, mm -hmm. what what were you people thinking? Last year, it was Best Supporting Actor. As much as we love Troy Kotzer mm -hmm. and Cody Spent McPhee, the rest of the nominees, the other three were like, this what in like, the name like, of God were yeah. you guys doing? <laughs> what are you guys what doing the... here? <laughs> so that's this year. This is, this is just a joke. Like, this category is <laughs> a joke. Cinematography is... Maybe along with editing and production design, I think the most important below the line categories, all of them are important, obviously. Right. But like sound and makeup and hair are not as revered as cinematography and editing. And they don't mean as much to a film's best picture run per se, right? Cinematography is remarkably important. And it kind of breaks my heart that the category this year is such a joke. So. I'm sorry. It it just really is. Uh, your nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front, Bardo, False Chronicle of a Handful of Truth, Elvis, Empire of Light, and Tar. First time we're saying Tar today. Of all the jokers here, no, they're not all jokers. The category entirely is a joker. Yeah. Of this category, Phoenix, where are you leaning? All right. This is going to pain me to all hell. Um, I I I want Tar to win this. Look, Tar is my favorite movie of the year. Well, actually, actually, it's my third favorite movie of the year. But um, it's, in my opinion, the best movie of the year. Um, I want it to win everything that it's nominated for. But I don't believe that will happen. Uh, this is where I see them... Uh, 
awarding all quiet again outside of outside of international feature so while it would i would be over the moon if tar won this and i i would take that as a victory no matter what um i'm going to predict all quiet to win here unfortunately all quiet is the overwhelming favorite to win this award i wanted to be completely bold and say tar is going to win but i would be <laughs> standing alone on top of that mountain um yeah. All quiet. I'm predicting that to win yet again. I think the cinematography in Elvis is fine. Um, I don't love that that's there. Bardo no. cinematography does live up to the hype, but again, that just should not be reflected in this movie. Mm. And then Empire of Light, like just Deacons. Yes, get the rest. Just Deacons. <laughs> it's just Deacons. I can't. I can't. Let's move on. I'm predicting. <laughs> Let's move on. Um. Phoenix, you are going to take the next category entirely because you are an absolute expert, and that would be, be documentary. Yes, sir. So take it away. <laughs> so your nominees for documentary are All That Breeze, All the Beauty and the Bloodshed. Uh, oh, oh, my God. I can't pronounce this. Fire Love. <laughs> Fire Love. A House, uh, made, of a house made of Splinters. And Navalny. Yep. Uh, I... This category is been all over the place, <laughs> like like genuinely all over the place. Uh, multiple films in this category has won at least one award somewhere. So um, yeah, it's, it's it's all over the place. My personal favorite, and which that I sincerely hope pulls out an upset, is all the beauty in the bloodshed. Uh, my the only issue is like no one's seen it you know what i'm saying like no one's been able to see it my only hope is that the academy members have gotten the screeners and they've watched it that's my only hope and typically they don't watch it typically they just go with the momentum so that's unfortunate but um yeah that would be my pick is all the beauty and the bloodshed it's an incredible incredible documentary absolutely love it but i am predicting the momentum winner uh, at this moment, and that is Navalny. Uh, I do believe Navalny is a great documentary. I think it's fantastic. Uh, it's just not my favorite. It's probably my second favorite. I think All the Beauty and the Bloodshed is a little bit better, but I I will be happy with either one because I do think you know it's about time that we honor uh, achievements in human uh, accomplishment in documentary instead of just you know pretty nature documentary so that's <laughs> that's where i'm going so my pick is going to be navalny yeah navalny is on gold derby the favorite but there's some fire of love sprinkled in there there's some all the beauty and the bloodshed sprinkled in there but navalny is still the favorite we're going to move on to original song where we have your nominees are applause from tell it like a woman we have Hold My Hand from Top Gun, Lift Me Up from Black Panther, Not Too, Not Too from RRR, and This Is a Life from Everything Everywhere. Phoenix, your thoughts? You know, I really thought Not Too, Not Too would take this. I did. Mm -hmm. Right up until they announced that 
when it's being performed at the Oscars, it is not being performed by Ram Charan and NTR Rommel Jr. I thought the, it was. No, it, it won't be. I don't know if they'll be a part of it, but as far as I know, their names weren't listed as the performers. So that kind of set me back. <laughs> And then on top of that, we just had a halftime show where Rihanna murdered, like absolutely destroyed. It was amazing. And I think there is a lot of momentum behind that song and that performance. To me, it is one of my favorite songs of the year. Uh, I am going to go against the grain here and I'm going to pick Lift Me Up uh, from Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I think Rihanna takes the Oscar here. Uh, as much as I love Natu Natu, and I'm really happy to see it here, I think also the fact that this was its only nomination uh, means that there's not enough love for it in the Academy to to get it over the edge. But I could be wrong, but I'm predicting Lift Me Up. I'm going to go against that. I'm going to say Natu Natu wins. I think it's going to have a lot of, I don't know, just fire behind it, mm-hmm. I guess. Um you're completely right that Beyonce is going to be on the front of a lot of people's minds, but I think this just had more impact and is overall more memorable. And I think that's a big piece of what song wins is what's going to end up more memorable. So that's where I am heading. Um, Let's move over to film editing, which has a remarkable track history with predicting best picture winner. So just, throwing that out there it doesn't mm-hmm. guarantee it by any means but when you look at the statistics of editing winner side by side with best picture winner they normally correlate something like 80 percent of the time banshees of inishirin elvis everything everywhere all at once tar top gun maverick phoenix when i heard these nominees on oscar nomination morning this is when I could officially close the book on the Fablemans not winning Best Picture. <laughs> like I said, it's like 80% of the time. It's not a guarantee, but it's always, always, always at least a strong indicator of which way they're leaning. And the fact that the Fablemans was not at least represented in this category knew that I could shut the book on the Fablemans not winning best picture here um i want to say elvis has absolutely no business being in this category (laughs) this is two years in a row now i said this on our nomination reaction pod as well it's two years in a row now where they take the most nauseating over edited Mm -hmm. make you want to get up and leave the theater and go lay down make you think you just did Red Bull induced drugs and then went into the movie editing and nominated it with Elvis and Don't Look Up last year. Movies that are just edited like a 13 year old. (laughs) It's absurd that Elvis is here. And that's part of why I think it could win. Mm -hmm. It would be a heavy spoiler. But the fact that it's even here is nauseating to me. Um, God, please don't make this happen. I'm predicting <laughs> everything. I'm predicting everything everywhere. But I think that Elvis and I think that Tar could be could be pretty solid spoilers here. I would love that 
if 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 they were uh elvis i don't think stands a chance <laughs> i would say the same for banshees i don't think banshee stands a chance uh to me this is a three horse race between everything everywhere tar and top gun um god i would love it if if tar won this <laughs> like you have no idea i would absolutely love it if tar won this i just don't see it happening i think there's because of the craziness uh the the cacophony of noise that is everything everywhere all at once i think that's just got too much momentum behind it but also i think the practicality of the effects of the editing in uh top gun maverick is also too hard to ignore ah, ah such a it's such a toss-up it really could go either way i i ah this is you, you. This is a tough one because you mentioned how editing and best picture usually go hand in hand. Yep. Um, but I just feel like I feel like best picture is such a lock for everything everywhere that I don't think they necessarily have to go hand in hand uh, this year, unless you just really want to solidify it. So I'm gonna argue that they solidify it. Everything everywhere all at once wins best editing. I'm gonna argue that they they go for the solidification and and they make it they make it clear everything everywhere is winning. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. All right, now we get into the the real heavy hitters, the big time ones. Let's move to where we have All Quiet on the Western Front, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery, Living, Top Gun Maverick, and Women Talking. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, there's there's two movies that just do not belong here. <laughs> um, but that's neither here nor there. We can just go ahead and count them out. Um, this is a little all over the place on the prediction side. I've seen a lot of women talking. I've seen a lot of All Quiet, which I think right now is probably the front runner. I know you, Phoenix, feel mm-hmm. very strongly about adapted screenplay for Top Gun, which I think also is a strong contender here, but this is definitely a three-horse race between those three. Okay, so this this is this is why this year has been the hardest to predict because depending on which way things are going, uh, like I, a category here could could go one way. And then this category could go another way. You know what I'm saying? Like, I predicted that uh, All Quiet would get two wins. Uh, It would get another win outside of uh, International Feature, that being in cinematography. But if they go with Tar, you know what I'm saying, then I still think All Quiet has a chance in another category, um, which puts adapted screenplay in in very real danger. Um, But to me... I've been saying this forever, and this is, you know, we did locks. This, I am going to predict a long shot. I am going to say that, you know, not not a hope diction, but a prediction. Top Gun Maverick wins adapted screenplay. I am going to go with that um, because I think it is one of the best films of the year. And I think part of the reason that it is one of the best films of the year is its screenplay. Uh, I think 
adapting a story 36 years later and how they take how they blend nostalgia with this original story with an original cast how it all fits together how it ties maverick's arc from the first movie into this one and then builds upon that story with a, a, an incredible mission and, and an incredible dynamic between him and Miles Teller. Yes, you could argue Women Talking is a is a stronger written film. Uh, argue. You could definitely argue All Quiet is a stronger written film. But to me, I think you don't get Top Gun Maverick in an Oscar conversation without it having an a an awards caliber screenplay so it may be fool's gold but i'm i'm putting money down i am going with top gun maverick and adapted screenplay my initial thought here was that all quiet on the western front is the best picture winner from the original and that it is so well respected look at how many nominees it has it is clearly beloved from the nomination side. But then you have to remember, as recently as last year's Oscars for 2021 movies, just because you get a ton of nominations does not mean anything. Yeah. Let me point out to you that Power of the Dog, King Richard, Belfast, and West Side Story combined for 32 nominations. <laughs> and... Power of the Dog and Belfast had a majority of them. And Between those four movies away. that I just named, they each won one. Wow. And <laughs> That's crazy. Three of them, three of them were either an actor or a director. So wow. you can't necessarily look at a movie and say, well, they nominated it for nine. They nominated it for eight. <laughs> They absolutely love this movie. It's going to win as many as it like. That doesn't always be ring true. Adapted screenplay last year, or actually it was original screenplay last year. Excuse me. Original screenplay last year. Belfast won. Mm -hmm. And Belfast didn't win anything else. And I think that that's an indicator that at least with the screenplay categories, they don't weigh too, too heavily on people's minds as far as the movie collectively as a whole, what's they've done previously. You're absolutely right. If they're feeling like loving up all quiet, that's certainly going to boost all quiet, but I don't think it's always a huge indicator necessarily on the collective package of how the night's going, what the movie feels like. This truly feels like categories where they literally just look at the screenplay and they look at the script and they just are able to tunnel vision pick through them from that which is rare for them to, to do we talked about biases already with all that said i'm gonna predict the upset as well i'm gonna predict top gun That's i am so. gonna go that route <laughs> i think that all quiet is the heavy favorite it's nominated a bunch of times i think they're gonna give it some awards here but i i just can't sit here and say they nominated it for eight they nominated it for nine they nominated it for ten it's going to win half. It's It right. might not. And history proves that it might not. I'm going to go with Top Gun as well. I don't think it's as long of a shot as you you suggest, Phoenix. I don't yeah. think it's as long of a shot. I, now, if I Living that. won, that's a long shot. <laughs> it Glass Onion won. That's, that's, that's the most ridiculous. 
<laughs> All right. Original screenplay, which is also a um, replica of director. Yes. Banshees of Inisherin, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Fablemans, Tar, Triangle of Sadness. First time we're saying that today. Mm -hmm. I don't think I necessarily realized that Triangle of Sadness was not reflected in any categories outside of screenplay director picture. Mm. That kind of sucks. Yeah. That kind of sucks. Talk about it sucks for Triangle of Sadness. Talk about (laughs) full boat confidence for the Academy and being like, yeah, this movie rocks. Like, I'm not saying that Woody Harrelson should have gotten a nomination. I'm not saying that. It should have gotten production design, but like, man, it's not in anything other than screenplay director picture. To me, that shows that like they really just love your movie. If they're yeah. not like, oh yeah, the sound is good. Like, think of like think of Babylon, right? Babylon yeah. got into costume design, it got into uh original score, like, but they didn't want to nominate it for anything else. So they were like, Yeah, I mean. Babylon's fine. It does these things well. Mm. For Triangle of Sadness, they were like, wow, this movie kicks ass. So, I don't know. That's just what I think. Original screenplay. What do you think? Oh. (laughs) You know what I want to win. (laughs) Oh, God. And this, again, it just, it depends on what kind of night we're having. Uh, But Obviously, to do this prediction, we have to go with uh, where the momentum is. And uh, right now, the momentum is firmly, firmly behind everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, I said that it would win editing because I feel like they want to cement its chances of winning. If it wins screenplay, I mean, Jesus, like there's just no denying it. Um. You know, obviously, uh, everything ever was up for eleven nominations. It could it could sweep all just off the fact that two of the nominees are in the same category, but it has a very real chance of walking away with a ton of awards, at least six of the eleven that it's nominated for. Um, I I just don't see that happening though. I just I'm like. I could see them winning a ton of awards, but I just think uh, they're going to, they they, I, they might draw the line somewhere. And I think this is where they do it. Um, so I'm not going to predict everything everywhere for original screenplay, uh, even though that might come back to bite me. <laughs> this might be, this might be a whole diction. I'm, I'm not going to lie. This might be a whole diction. I'm going to predict Tar. <laughs> I love this movie. Like, I really, really do. I truly believe it's one of the best films of the year. Um, and I and I also think that Todd Field should win something. <laughs> like, like he should win something. Uh it doesn't seem like it's it's likely. I think some people would argue that Banshees is even ahead of, of, of Tar. Um, but I don't see how, but you know, that's just me. Uh, but I'm going to say Tar wins this. I think I think Tar comes away with at least one more win uh than than most people think. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say Tar in this category. 
but I very much am, am likely to lose that. <laughs> there are a couple movies that I think are going to walk away empty-handed and win nothing. If you're tracking so far, there are some big ones that I've not predicted yet. Yeah. I am not a big fan of this movie. I'm not. The Academy is. And I just, I cannot envision a world where the Banshees of Sharon does not win at least one Oscar. Mm. I cannot, I cannot envision it. We've already talked about they're not going to win any acting awards unless it's Carrie Condon. They are not going to, um, they're not going to win director in all likelihood. Maybe some of the categories that we talked about, like a score, like an editing, maybe. I don't see it. Mm. I think this is where it gets its Oscar. They've given everything everywhere enough love. Spoiler alert, we're going to predict it for best picture. Um, <laughs> I think this is where they can kind of differentiate and go ahead and give that to Banshees. There are a couple movies that I legitimately can picture walking away winning nothing. And I will give those to you at the end of the night. Since we're predicting here. I can envision a world where these movies that I predict do not win. I, I literally can see it into the future right now. And I can see that. <laughs> I can't see Banshees going empty handed. I just can't. I just can't. Um, my heart wants the Fablemans. That is one of the best movies that I have seen in a long, long time. So my heart wants the Fablemans. Um, I I cannot in good conscience pick it, though. Yeah. I'm going to go with Banshees. And I don't think, I don't think that that hinders everything everywhere's best picture odds whatsoever. Um, so, all right, Banshees for me. Tar for you. Phoenix, as you so diligently pointed out, I jumped over production design. Ah, okay. I got a, a little excited. <laughs> I got a little excited. So let's circle back. Production design was one of the two that I missed last year. I predicted Nightmare Alley instead of mm. Dune, which uh, I, I made that pick with my heart and not <laughs> my head. Um, production design. All Quiet on the Western Front. Avatar the Way of Water, Babylon, Elvis, the Fablemans. I want Avatar the Way of Water to win this, but it's not. <laughs> that I'd love that. I would love that. To me, but, this is not. Yeah. To me, this is the weak one of the weaker categories. Yeah, uh, I agree. Um only because like four of these make practically no sense. <laughs> like like Avatar being here for production design is like, wait, what? <laughs> right. Uh, but and, and the production design isn't even like super impressive with Avatar. But the why I want it to win is because I think Avatar is such a technical achievement, and the fact that it's going to walk away with one, one. Oscar yeah. is kind of ridiculous. So I liked. I'm not an Avatar fanboy. I don't even love that like world and that movie that much. But I can appreciate how much work went into it, and that's why yeah. I want it to win. Um, I think this is going to go to All Quiet. Mm. I do. Um, 
and I could see Elvis playing spoiler. I certainly, certainly could see Elvis playing spoiler, even though it shouldn't, even though it doesn't belong here. I could see it happening, but I'm going all quiet. Elvis is not winning this award. <laughs> um, yeah. It should not. It, it really, really should not be here. Um, nothing would thrill me more than a Fableman's win. <laughs> like, I, I don't care. Like, we both love that movie to pieces. I would be I don't I don't even care that it doesn't make sense that it's not as strong of a production design as some of these other ones. I don't care. I would love to see Fablemans win this. Uh but I am going with a movie that should have been in best picture by all accounts and I believe Babylon is going to take this. Babylon is easily going to take production design. I think uh, you just don't get out of the first, what, that 20-minute, 30-minute party scene not thinking that the production design in this is 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 wild. It's it's crazy. Um, I do think All Quiet has a good chance, uh, you know, and if they're loving on it as much as it looks like they're loving on it, uh, it could it could steal, but I think, hands down for me, this is going to Babylon. You know what? Now that I think more about it, and I think more about it, not just that opening scene of Babylon, but you also take Brad Pitt's home mm-hmm. and you take some of the sets that they have to make for the movie set. Um, yeah. Now that I think about it, I'm going to change my pick to Babylon there. Nice. All right. Let's get into lead actor where mm-hmm. this <laughs> is going to be. Definitely a race. It felt like a three-horse race, but I think the tides have turned quite a bit there to a two-horse race. Austin Butler for Elvis, Colin Farrell for the Banshees of Inishare, and Brennan Fraser for The Whale, Paul Mescal for After Sun, first time we're saying that movie today, mm. and Bill Nye for Living. Um, Just want to say, just want to say Paul Mescal should be a stronger contender here, but he's not. Like, I'm not necessarily saying he should be the winner but the fact that him and bill nye are both afterthoughts is kind of ridiculous for mescal's perspective like that the, all of after sun should be more of a consideration but paul mescal's performance should not be an afterthought it should be a contender and it's not paul mescal bill nye thanks for coming congrats on your nominations mm-hmm. no point in you even showing up tonight uh because you're not gonna win um, Colin Farrell, you can come because Banshees might win, might win an award. But let's be honest, this is between Butler and Brendan. Uh, I agree, it is between Butler and Brendan. Uh, uh, I I really enjoy Colin Farrell's performance. Um, not my favorite, probably would be fourth on on my ballot. Um. Bill Nye, I thought was amazing in living. Uh, like honestly, he would be getting my first place vote if it weren't for who I think is going to win this. What? Uh, wait, wait. Yeah. Wait, wait. Time out. What? <laughs> I, I what love did you Bill. just say? Bill Nye's performance was amazing. Like he would truly be getting my first place vote. Like I, well, thank, I, I loved it. Thank God you don't have a vote. <laughs> that. 
That yeah. is one of the most atrocious statements <laughs> I have ever heard you say. He, he would be second on my ballot. Uh, no, this this not, e- not even close. Nah, no. Paul, Me- Paul Mescal would be fifth. Uh, oh my god! All uh, right, you know what? We're getting Colin Farrell would be fourth. Uh, so that that's where get- I would go. No. <laughs> So, but that's just me, and you know I'm alone in that apparently. But uh, that's that's where I would would, Very would, would place it. But um, I am predicting, as I've been predicting this whole year, my 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 vote has never changed. Brendan Fraser is winning for the whale. Um, there is nothing that I like in that movie <laughs> except for Brendan Fraser's Brendan Fraser's performance. Um, he is he is absolutely chewing up the scenery. He's fantastic, and anytime he's got a internal monologue or or you know any any scenes of dialogue, he's he's killing it. He slays. Everyone else in there is doing everything they can possibly think to do to ruin everything that Brendan Fraser is doing. That movie is such a mixed bag of great content from Fraser and complete nonsense from everyone else. <laughs> it is it is day and night uh, outside of Brendan Fraser's performance. And I think for that, he should absolutely win. Um, and, and I would love I would love it for him. I think I think it's easily his his to win. I would say the gap is closed between him and Austin Butler. I'm just hoping the 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 Elvis bias is it doesn't overtake people that much that Austin Butler uh, gets this win. I mean, is it better than Rami Malek in Bohemian Rhapsody? Absolutely, but it's not better than Brendan Fraser in the well. So for me, I hope Fraser takes it. I'm sorry, I still need a minute because you said. <laughs> You'd vote for Bill Nye second, who's one of the worst nominations in the last five years and for actor in a leading role. I can't believe you just said that. I mean I disagree, but okay. I'd take Javier Bardem and being the Ricardos over Bill Nye and living. I mean, this is it's ridiculous, man. That's awful. Yeah, Bill Nye was awful. Um Jesus. Uh, okay. Listen. You had mentioned earlier that makeup and hairstyling will likely predict the winner, depending on if they pick Elvis for makeup and hairstyling, may lean more Butler. They pick the whale for makeup and hairstyling, may lean more Fraser. You picked, you said that they were going to be different. You That's what you think is going to happen. You had mentioned, you think Elvis takes makeup and hairstyling, but Fraser takes the Oscar. Mm-hmm. I said that the whale takes makeup and hairstyling and we are going to agree that they are going to be different because I'm predicting Austin Butler to win best oh, actor. Wow. <laughs> this would be pretty crazy for Austin Butler to win given his youth, given his relative um, small experience compared to people like Farrell and Fraser. This would be big time. It wouldn't be historic necessarily, but this is Austin Butler's 
biggest role. I mean, it just, it, it just is like, sure. He was in once upon a time in Hollywood in a recognizable role, but maybe for everyday film fans or, um, you know, once in a while moviegoers, they didn't know that. I think Austin Butler is going to win this award. I do. Um, now, Fraser wouldn't shock me. Of course mm-hmm. it wouldn't. I think the Austin Butler craze is... It's going to be a factor. And it's indicative of his win. So that's what I think. I, I don't see it, and I hope I never see it. But uh... <laughs> Now, yeah. I'm saying that is not a fan of the Elvis movie, by the way. <laughs> Let's move to actress in a leading role, where Bill Nye will not be appearing. Thank <laughs> the Lord. Your nominees are Kate uh, Blanchett for Tar, Ana de Armas for Blonde, Andrea Riseborough for Two Leslie, Michelle Williams for The Fablemans, Michelle Yeoh for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Rest in peace, Viola Davis for The Woman King, who should be here but is not. She delivered a better performance than Bill Nye in Living. <laughs> Phoenix, this is a two-horse race. Yes. Not only is it the two-horse race, this was the prize match. This was the main card title fight of the Oscars. Kate Blanchett for Tar, Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere. There's always a heavy match fight at the Oscars between two just absolute titans going at it. I think last year it was Will Smith and Benedict Cumberbatch or Coda and Power of the Dog. Um, this year, this is it. Michelle Yeoh, Kate Blanchett. It's been like this ever since Everything Everywhere came out, before Tar even came out, before yeah. people had even laid eyes on the performance. We knew Kate Blanchett was going to be a heavy contender, and then once we saw the movie, we knew it was one of those two. Yeah. And if you are picking Riseboro, if you're picking DeArmas, if you're picking Williams, <laughs> you, you, you shouldn't you, be. If you should you're not doing be. that, you're you're just hoping that you know you you put money on it, and you're hoping that you get the over, which which respect. Let's, but it's not. Think with our heads here, guys. <laughs> this is Michelle um, Yeoh or Kate Blanchett's award. Phoenix, who wins it? Kate Blanchett. Um, I think Kate Blanchett wins it hands down in a way. Now, this is where I say it's like like anything could happen this night. That's the one exciting thing I will say about this Oscars in particular is that we could have a night where it goes bananas, right? Like, well, I mean, anything. not not anything could happen well not anything but like, <laughs> like bill like, Nye could not win best actor right I mean. you know what i'm saying yeah. like it, nah. it's definitely a night where like <laughs> any one of your top two or top three contenders has a legitimate chance of winning any award so um that's the crazy thing to me like i said i want tar to win all five awards it's it's nominated in and that does include best picture um but uh you know it just doesn't seem to be going in that direction. Uh, so that's unfortunate. But um, I think the one guaranteed win that Tar has had all season is in Best Actress. So I'm predicting Kate Blanchett to take it. 
hands down running away for Tar. I think that's that's clear as day. I just spent like two minutes <laughs> hyping up this giant Titan versus Titan <laughs> biggest fight, and you come on and say this is a wrap. It's yeah. clear. It's been a lock. What are you talking about? You know that this is not a lock, and this is Phoenix picking with his heart. <laughs> no, sir. And he may be picking with his head, too, but this is far, far from a lock. And this is very much a close competitive race. <laughs> so calm down over there, Tarfan. Kill me. <laughs> Michelle Yeoh is winning this award. I'm sorry. Michelle Yeoh is winning everything, everywhere, best actress. Do I think she should? No. Do I think she will? Yes. I think she's going to. This is happening. Phoenix, I don't I don't I don't know what you're going on about here. I will say this. this. If if happening. if we see Michelle Yeoh win this award. Then I do not believe everything everywhere is winning Best Picture. What are you talking about? That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I think you get one or the other. You don't get both. <laughs> you're gonna need to. Uh, you're gonna need to dive deeper on that. <laughs> I will when we get to Best Picture. But go for it. I don't. I think that the. I think that the gap is closed. Like I think that. I'm, excuse me, I think that the gap has gotten wider between what people think about Michelle Yeoh and Kate Blanchett. I still think it's a heavyweight fight. I still think this is the best fight that we have. But I think whereas we talked maybe in December, November, even early January, mm. about it's like, hey, you're on one team or the other, and it's pretty split. I think more of the following has gone to Michelle Yeoh. And history proves that most of the time, where the wave goes, traditionally the Oscars follow. And the wave has gone Michelle Yeoh's way quite a bit lately. I think she's winning actress. And I don't I don't think that your overwhelming confidence in Tar <laughs> is justified. I will never waver in my love for Tar, okay? Uh, all right, Lydia all Tar right. supremacy. <laughs> all right, so Phoenix and I both picked different winners for actor and actress. I picked Austin Butler, Michelle Yeoh. Phoenix picked Brendan Fraser, Kate Blanchett. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 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 This is. Let's move, to directing. Let's move <laughs> to directing. Oh, this will be even more interesting. <laughs> Banshees of Inisherin and Martin McDonough. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert. The Fablemans, Steven Spielberg. Tar, Todd Field. Triangle of Sadness, Ruben Ostland. Everything, everywhere, all at once is taking this award. Wow. Really? I, you know where my heart lies. Yes. <laughs> The Fablemans and Steven Spielberg, who a lot of people are predicting who I'd be thrilled to win. And I think The Fablemans is the best movie of the year. 
this screenplay completely moved me. Uh, I was in a press screening for it, and I absolutely adored it. I felt like I was on cloud nine after watching it. I don't feel that way about everything everywhere. But what I feel doesn't matter. This is Mm -hmm. predictions. And the world is loving, loving everything about everything everywhere. The Daniels have not been reflected in winning this director award that frequently. But I think you look at the collective package. Rarely, rarely, especially over the last few years, has best director not gone to who we've thought it would go to for months prior. It happened with Bong Joon-ho. Bong Joon-ho was not the person we thought was going to win director. But with Chloe Zhao, we did. With Jane Campion, we did. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen every single year. We've thought it's going to be Steven Spielberg for months. And eventually that trend is going to take a couple dips. It's going to take a couple kinks of where for months we thought it was this person. I love Steven Spielberg. I want this to happen. And if you're tracking right now, this would mean that if I'm not predicting Steven Spielberg to win this award, I'm predicting the Fablemans to win no awards. Mm. And that breaks my heart because my favorite movie in 2020 got nominated for a bunch of Oscars and did not win a single thing. Trial of Chicago 7. Mm-hmm. I feel it coming with Fablemans. I feel it coming. I would not be blown away if Steven Spielberg won this award. But I can't in good faith predict it. I think the Daniels win this award. I will stand on that hill to the day I die. Steven Spielberg is winning Best Director. Mm. Um, Yes, all the momentum right now seems to be in the Daniels' corner. But I do not believe that you have a movie with the greatest director of all time talking about how he became the greatest director of all time oh i know and that movie not walk away with us a, a single oscar i think that's un, un unprecedented so oh i trust me i know <laughs> um i just do not believe the they're gonna let it happen um i i like everything everywhere all at once but to me, it is not a movie worthy of deserving the sweep, right? It, it, like, in terms of the sweep, what I mean is in the top eight categories, like, it's probably taking at least five of them. And I don't believe that that's going to be the case. Uh, maybe six, actually. Uh so I don't believe that's going to be the case. I don't see it winning actress. I don't see it winning screenplay. I don't see it winning director. Um, so I am predicting Steven Spielberg to take one prize, and and it and it is it is best director. To me, the Daniels isn't a directing movie. It's a it's a it's a screenplay movie. It's an acting movie but it's not a direct, it's an editing movie, but it's not a directing movie. So, and I don't think you give those guys director over the greatest director of all time, telling his most personal story yet. Especially when they've already won 
several awards at that at that point if you know what i'm saying you're predicting it so i am going with steven spielberg i'll ride that wave i'll take that w <laughs> all right we've arrived at best picture the mother of them all <laughs> the one category that we've been predicting nominees and winners and obviously the most prestigious and historic award of them all mm -hmm. your nominees are all quiet on the western front avatar the way of water the banshees of Sharon, elvis everything everywhere all at once the fablemans tar top gun maverick triangle of sadness and women talking now, we know which way I'm going to go here. Mm. I probably know which way you're going to go here. But before we do that, I want to hear your tar theory. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> you can't have Michelle Yeoh and everything everywhere because that's that's going to happen. So I, I need to know <laughs> why you think that that's not going to happen. Okay. If Michelle Yeoh wins mm -hmm. Best Actress, that means that Tar's going to win Best Picture. Is that what you're going to say? Yes. And here's why. Like, so Tar is only nominated for five awards. Everything Everywhere is nominated for 11 awards. Um, For the longest, the, the, the narrative around uh, Tar has been Kate Blanchett. And that is Tar's seemingly only guaranteed win. Um, I do not see a world where Tar is the movie that walks away completely empty-handed. I, I oh, don't I, worry. I just, it, it won't be I, the only one. <laughs> I do not believe that that is the case. Uh, I firmly believe that the Academy feels about Tar the way I feel about Tar, that it's genuinely one of the best films of the year. Um, that being said, I didn't predict it like this, but I am... I am hoping for i guess you could say that there is a world in which of the five uh nominations that uh tar is up for it takes four it takes cinematography it takes original screenplay it takes lead actress and then it takes best picture that is that is that is a crazy thing to to believe but i think it's possible the other thing that is possible is that it only takes three and it loses Best Lead Actress to Michelle Yeoh. But it still takes Best Picture. Because I believe Everything Everywhere, of the 11 films, uh, 11 categories that it's nominated for, it takes the majority of them. I think it takes um, editing. It takes, uh, maybe not costumes, but it takes, uh, uh, where am I? It takes... <laughs> original screenplay and it or it takes a supporting actor it takes uh lead actress it takes directing but misses best picture so i just think i just think that there's a balance between the two films we said you said earlier the heavyweight fight is between kate kate blanchett and michelle yo i think it's not just the heavyweight fight of that category i think those two movies are in a heavyweight fight and I may be in the minority in that opinion, but I like genuinely said 
I think Tar is one of the best films of the year. Uh, I, I don't think Fablemans is in the running for best picture anymore. Um, I would love a Top Gun resurgence um, to, to, to sweep in here, but I just don't see it overtaking these other two that are, are ahead of it. Uh, we didn't predict Banshees for anything. So like outside of maybe screenplay. So I don't think it's best picture chances are very strong to me. Those are the two where I say they have a chance of winning multiple awards and therefore they are the two runners for best picture. Um, so I am, I am predicting that that's the heavyweight fight of the night. And, and, and if that's the case, I say Tar wins out if, if, Everything everywhere doesn't sweep. So, but that's just me. <laughs> Phoenix, I love you, man. We <laughs> we go back years. We go back years. Obviously, I have you on the show nearly every week. Yeah. And, and, and you I respect <laughs> I respect the hell out of your movie opinions. I respect the hell out of them. Maybe more than anyone else I know. You are crazy with this. Like, <laughs> respectfully, oh. you're crazy. I think, I think, I think you're thinking with your heart here. A little too much, kid. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> let's talk about this, though. You know, we recorded Moonlight last week on, on mm -hmm. a very serious note. We recorded Moonlight last week. That will not come out until after this episode. But we mm -hmm. talked about why were people shocked that Moonlight won Best Picture? Not only that it dethroned La La Land, which was the overwhelming favorite, but we should have always looked at the path. Moonlight had a path. Mm -hmm. It had screenplay. It had cinematography. It had production design. It had supporting actor. It had director. Mm-hmm. And of course, it had a picture. It had all the necessity pieces for the collective package to win, and ultimately it did. And I specifically in that episode said, here's a movie that's got actors, it's got screenplay, it's got director, it's got picture. What would that be? It would be Tar. Well, so Tar has a path. Yeah, I am does. not denying you that. I'm not denying you that Tar has a path. You know what else has a path? All quiet. So yeah. does Banshees. So does Banshees. You know what will not win, but has a path? Elvis. Elvis will not win, but it has a path. <laughs> Tar certainly has a path. And I'm not this. <laughs> I think your whole everything everywhere's got to sweep or it doesn't win is is ridiculous. Uh, I don't think it's going to sweep. I just like because. There's other categories that it doesn't stand a chance in. Like, I don't right. think it stands a chance in costumes. It doesn't stand a chance in song. You know what I'm saying? Nope. So, like, it's it's out in a lot of categories, but it's the top eight in which it stands a really good chance of sweeping. So, so more so than not, though, the Academy will say, we love this movie. Let's give it as many things as we can, i.e. Dune mm -hmm. versus, hey, this movie's going to win Best Picture anyway. Let's just give this something else. And obviously, it's not the way this works. Right. This is not a 12 angry men sitting around a table being <laughs> like, well, if we give it to everything everywhere, we can give Spielberg. Like, no, right, it's right. individualized ballots. It's like there's not conversations like that.
But you've got to think that voters do that. That is mm-hmm. why I'm predicting Banshees for screenplay. That's why I think Carrie Condon could get actress in a supporting role because people will fill out their ballots and they'll say, do I really have Tar not winning anything? Mm. Oh, maybe I can give it, maybe I can give it cinematography. (laughs) People will do that. Right. People will do that. But I think when you look at the collective ballots, you're going to see the overwhelming favorites for everything everywhere. What am I trying to say here? Let's power rank these real quick, right? Okay. At least in tiers. I think women talking has no shot. None. Like none. (laughs) It's only in screenplay and picture. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Avatar The Way of Water has no shot. None. (laughs) I would have loved to see James Cameron get director for all that hard work he put in. Yes. Not happening. No. Triangle of Sadness is not happening. No. Like, (laughs) love that it's in director. Shocked everyone that is here. That's not yeah. happening. No. <laughs> the Fableman's not happening. As much not... as it absolutely pains me to say it, yes. my favorite movie of the year is not happening. <laughs> I think we move to movies that are very, very big long shots. Like, you can pretty much put them in, in not happening, but... You got to give them at least a a small puncher's chance. Mm -hmm. I'd say these are like 5%. Okay. Elvis and All Quiet. Mm -hmm. And maybe Top Gun. I'd put those in like the very small chances. Yep. Yep. Okay. We're going to disagree there. At least on Top Gun. I don't don't see Top Gun uh, being that far out. I, and then I, you've I got really you've got all quiet and you've got banshees and you've got tar. I'm not gonna throw a percentage on those, but I'd say that's the next lumping of tar banshees all quiet being like <laughs> excuse me, if the night completely goes their way and everything everywhere is just nowhere to be found, could happen. As I have an extreme coughing fit. Sorry. <laughs> um, look, do I think All Quiet's going to win Best Picture? Do I think Banshee's going to win Best Picture? No. They're certainly represented enough to where it could happen. And if there is the shock of the century, we could at least look back and say it was represented pretty well. Right. So, could happen. Same so- thing for Tar. Same thing for Tar. And then, of course, Everything Everywhere is such a favorite right now. Mm-hmm. Way more than Power of the Dog was last year. Yes. I would say a few levels more than Nomadland was. Nomadland was the favorite. Yeah. We threw it on chains. We locked it up. But we thought... We hey, thought there was a slight chance. <laughs> we thought, hey, maybe Trial of Chicago 7. Maybe Minari. Maybe right? Promising Young Woman, yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. But we felt like Nomadland was far and away the best picture winner. This feels like it's been over for a very, very, very long time. And everything everywhere stands alone. It's going to win best picture. That's my prediction. It's going to happen. 
But all I'm saying is if there is a shock of the century, we can look at All Quiet, we can look at Banshees, and we can look at Tar and say, look, it was a monumental shock. But they had their path. They had their path. Tar won four out of five. It won five out of five. All Quiet won all the below-the-line categories it was nominated for. And International. And Best Picture. All Quiet's not in Director, so I don't see that happening. But it could. So Banshees could happen. I don't think it will. It could. So I'm I'm gonna do I'm gonna uh go with your ranking here. So like we agree, women talking, triangle of sadness, avatar, uh, and I'm going to throw Elvis also in that pile of no chance, no chance whatsoever. Um, right above that where I'm going to give a slight chance to is I'm going to put all quiet and the Fablemans, uh, in that, in that bunch and, and Banshees, I'll throw Banshees in that bunch as well. To me, your top contenders are Top Gun, Tar, and everything everywhere. I believe that those three films stand a very real chance of winning. Like I said, a lot of things have to go each of those movies way. With, with Top Gun. Top Gun has to win sound. It has to win it's it, it, it has to win editing. That would be that would be an upset. And then it has to take adapted screenplay. And then all of a sudden it's a very real contender. Um when it comes to Tar, Tar has to get best lead actress. It has to get uh either film editing or cinematography, um, or uh uh original screenplay. And then it's a real contender. Uh, everything everywhere just has to take the ones that it's likely to take, and it and it's going to win. Like if everything everywhere picks up, uh, uh, supporting actor, original screenplay, director, then it's 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 a wrap. There's no question about it. But if there's a chance, a slight chance where it loses even one of those, I think it opens the door to the other two. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Top Gun, I think, is a long shot because it doesn't have any actors nominated, so there's no way it can compete in that race. It also is not in director. So yeah, that's that's the big yeah. one for me. Like, yeah. I think not being in director pretty much counts pretty you out. Pretty much counts you out. Like, yeah. Coda didn't last year, but that was also completely different. Like, completely. Coda didn't come out of nowhere. No one right. had seen Coda. They were like, right. Coda? They What's saw it Coda? at the last minute and they were like, yeah, this, let's go. Like, it's historically proven. Like, it's factual that yeah. they didn't watch it before voting. Right. And then after nominee voting closed, they vo- they watched it. Or else Sean Hader would be in director. Yes. So we can't even really count that. Yeah. I think the only so. time that that happened where Best Picture won recently where they were not reflected in director was Argo with Ben Affleck. Right. Which was... 11 years ago. So right. <laughs> it'll happen again. It'll happen again. But it'll happen not, again. It's it not will this be... year and it's not Top Gun. Okay. Uh, but like I said, I, I, I put it at the farthest chances out of the three because I do believe that there is still a path because it is legitimately one of the best films of the year. But to me, this is a heavyweight fight between everything, everywhere, and talk. And I... Like, we we both said everything, everywhere is probably going to win Best Picture. No question about it. 
that's where my prediction will go. But I think there's a possibility. And if you're telling me there's a chance, <laughs> I gotta I gotta go with it. But yeah, I think we're right in predicting everything everywhere for best picture easily. Yeah, I think it's just a tremendous amount of wishful thinking. Like there is the path. Yes. There's a path. I think it's a tremendous amount of wishful thinking. In my time of watching, analyzing, and really caring about the Oscars, I have never seen a favorite like Everything Everywhere. I have never seen an overwhelming favorite. We're probably grasping at straws talking about how long we have about this stuff. Because, look, we said locks. I'm locking this. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I I, I don't know if they're has ever been a time where I felt comfortable locking mm. best picture. Mm. Yeah. What locking this. And look, if I am wrong and Ooh. tar or banshees or all quiet wins best picture, I will gladly say that I was wrong. And I think every other predictor of the Oscars in the world will too, because this is such an overwhelming favorite for those who maybe are still listening that aren't quite as in the know, maybe aren't as familiar with this stuff. Everything everywhere all at once is one of the most favored best picture winners like ever. Mm -hmm. I don't think I have at least in my lifetime ever seen as big of a favorite. So if I'm wrong, if it'll mean the world is wrong. And we'll gladly say that we were wrong at that point for history like that. Um, everything everywhere is winning. Like I'm I'm going to go ahead and throw a lock on it. I I will say that I I do believe everything everywhere is winning. You're 100 percent right in everything you just said. But if, and I do mean if, I would say if the editing category goes any other way. We have a race. <laughs> we have a race. Editing and best picture usually typically go together. And there are three best picture four. Wait, hold on. Editing. There are five. It's it's a all of them are best picture nominees. So I'm not saying that everything everywhere doesn't have it locked, but if editing goes any different way. If it goes tar, if it goes top gun, I'm just saying there's a very there. It's a small chance, but it, there's a chance. That's all I'm saying. But we are right. Overwhelming favorite. It is very likely going to win. Um, but yeah, I'm just I'm holding out hope. But we are predicting everything everywhere. So uh there you have it, I guess. <laughs> All right, guys. So um, I promised you the movies that I predicted that would go winless. Um, Phoenix, you're going to hate this, and I hate it, too. I hate saying this. And these are my official predictions. When I fill out my ballot on Thursday, maybe a couple of these have changed. But, of course, this is my podcast. We're producing this out to the world, shooting it out to the world maybe on my personal ballot after I've seen and thought about more things, um, I will change it. But at this time I have 
the Fablemans going winless. I have women talking going winless, which may not be a huge shock. It is the best picture winner. It is the best picture nominated movie. I have Triangle of Sadness going winless. And I have Tar going winless. I think that's a shame. Tar is my number seven movie of the year. Um, Number six, actually. It's my number six movie of the year. Triangle of Sadness is number 11. Fablelands is number one. I see a world where this happens. Maybe my opinions change. I'll tweet out my live Oscar ballot when I make it, but this is my official prediction. And I'm predicting everything everywhere has an absolute night winning, not screenplay, but winning supporting actor, best actress, best director, and best picture to go along with a handful of below the line categories. Wow. Huh. Wow. Um, okay. Uh, I am similar to you. I, I think Women Talking will go winless. Triangle of Sadness will obviously go winless. Uh, and I'm going to say that Banshees actually goes winless. Um, that might be, you know, not not true, but yeah, uh, I'm going with those three: Banshees, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. I think will be zero for whatever they're nominated for. Uh, I see Top Gun winning at least three. I see Tar winning at least three. I see Fablemans winning one. Elvis winning at least two. Avatar winning one. All Quiet winning at least two, and everything everywhere taking the rest. But um, yeah. That's that's where I'm going, and hopefully, hopefully, I I love everything everywhere, but I want an upset. I do want an upset, and I want it to be tar. <laughs> All right, well, that has been our Oscar predictions show. Uh, thank you so much for listening. If you made it this far, chances are you like at least a little bit about what we're talking about. If you would, please go check us out on TikTok at N Credits Pod. I'm making a lot of content over there. I'm trying to do it daily, but making a lot of content over there, talking all things movies. We will be talking a lot of Oscars here, both pre and post. If you want to hear Phoenix and I talk more about the nominees pool a couple weeks ago, we did our nominee reaction. And then stick around, check out our other episodes. You know, Phoenix and I have been on a great run of reviewing movies in general we've done hot fuzz we've done scarface we've done boogie nights and we have moonlight coming on the way as well as fences to celebrate black history month even though they will be shot out in march (laughs) those are us celebrating black history month with moonlight and fences on the way go back check out other episodes really really think you would enjoy them and phoenix tell everyone about your podcast yes so you guys can uh Check me out on the Film Code podcast. We are on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Film Code Pod. And we, you can listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at IMHOReviews1. That's the number one. And on Letterboxd under PA Cloudin. Uh, and yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate you. Anytime. Though, if you ever say Bill Nye again... <laughs> would get your best actor vote i 
I don't think I'll ever ask you back on the show. So please don't ever mutter those words again. Um, want, to, want to shout out our executive producer, Jack Feifner. Edits, shoots out all of these episodes to the world so they could be listening to you right now. Could not do this podcast without his amazing work. So shout out to Jack. Thank you so much for all that you do. From Jack, from Phoenix, from myself, Nathan. This has been the End Credits Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the Oscars, everyone. <laughs>